The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Are you still pulling your notes up to find what you wrote down to say for this intro? (laughs) Yeah. I need to keep this in now. Yeah. There's going to be a delay, and it's just going to be how long you take to pull your notes up. People are going to realize that this is not off the cuff, and it is actually planned by you uh, every time. I don't, I, I don't know if I have anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've given up, people, because guess no, what? No, no, no. Like, I first, had something. The first four episodes of this season have been the worst four episodes of Dawson's Creek. Right. It's not close. Well, I don't maybe in my yeah, opinion yeah. for me personally that is my right. opinion um but we're here i had a, i had a i had a joke i had a joke did you, did you pull it up what's the joke I, I don't have a joke okay anyway we're here talking season three episode four dawson's creek home movies um way too much football in this episode for my liking personally i'm like what the fuck are we like have to be sports experts now like i didn't fucking sign up to talk about friday night lights people like i'm not into i know i've been doing some research um i found the other day a video like american football positions explained and i literally got one minute and 49 seconds into the video before i got distracted yeah also i i'd like to shout anything i'd like to shout out mandy who did send us an email i feel like this is actually the spot to read it rather than the the feedback section Um, yes i agree 
Uh, she said, hey, ladies, answers about football. Jack would be the wide receiver, which we were correct, and may have to run into people, but the practice shown of running through people would most likely be done by the running back or fullback. I totally agree with that. I was wondering why he was doing that because running backs are the ones that are running through people with the ball versus like wide receivers are running out by themselves to catch it. Um, And she also says it's unlikely the quarterback would do this since you don't want your QB getting hurt during practice. Very good point. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you, Andy. I did. I did learn this. Now, the, the funny thing is, is that. I claim that I am a college football fan. Yeah, how the fuck do you not know this college football? I brag a lot how I know, like, I watch Alabama's games usually every single game. However, I've come to realize that as much of an understanding that I thought I had of football, I still know absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) So, like... I I know like when Alabama plays Tennessee, um, they after the game they have they like whoever wins get to smoke cigars. Like I know like the tradition. Oh, so you know like the social stuff about football. You don't know the actual game of football is what I'm hearing. I've come to realize that, and like I thought that I knew like a lot about quarterbacks because like I knew all about like Tua. Do you know who Tua is? I have no idea who that is. He he's now like a quarterback for Miami, but he pl- was a quarter. But like he like got hurt a lot. He's very delicate, so that's why like <laughs> you know he is. Everyone says he's okay. really delicate. I mean, he always gets hurt. I mean, I believe so. You. Like he got cute. Yeah. Sacked. So so like I understand what Mandy's saying because like they would never want Tua to go do those drills right but it doesn't so make sense for a wide receiver to do those drills either because that's a running back know. thing did did mandy say anything about the pool noodle she didn't say anything about the pool noodle i don't yeah. think we got any emails about the pool noodle um yeah. still curious about that still curious about thug so if anybody has any insights on that we would definitely appreciate mm-hmm. it but we have one other well sorry go ahead oh i i did see an interpretation that says um Fug is in a way uh, taking back um, a slur, like like he's like taking back. <gasps> oh, the f a word, slur. like the other f yeah. word. Oh, right. So like, maybe. like, but if that's I the thought case, that that was an in- interesting. If that's the interpretation, case, they did a terrible job explaining it to us. If that is in fact oh, yeah. the correct answer. Oh yeah, I still think it means nothing. I still think it does too. It sounds it sounds like fuck, and so in my mind, it's like saying fuck without saying fuck. Yeah, but. I don't really. I still don't really understand. No, but, but I, I'm not supposed to know because I'm not a fucking genius. There you go. But we do have so. one other email that we need to get into before we talk yeah. about the episode proper, and this was. Very amazing to read. So shout out to Kimberly. She is an all-star. She is amazing. Um, she she came across something in her reading of the Dawson's Creek book. So apparently this is something, this whole plot line is something the writer of the episode originally pitched to start the episode off. So we already know that it starts with Pacey and Dawson, right? So apparently yeah. this was supposed to be the intro. And what it is is... Pacey is rifling through a closet, the closet. Wait, can we can we take roles? Oh, yes. Well, I was going to just read the intro part. Do you want to be Pacey or Dawson? I mean, I want to be Dawson. Okay, so I'll be Pacey. So rifling through a closet, the guys come across Dawson's baby book. A photograph falls out. This is Pacey. Oh, look at this artifact. Dawson's first baby picture in his birthday suit. 
Pacey picks it up and the guys stare at it. Pacey looks not only surprised, but a little startled. Wow. What? I've known you since birth, man, but I've never known this about you. Hey, it's not like I was given a choice in whether or not it was done. We never are. We never are. Um, so apparently they had a scene. And now here's the thing. I don't quite understand if we're supposed to infer by that, infer from that, that Dawson is circumcised or uncircumcised. But he's one or the other and Pacey is the other one. Yeah. What what, what are your thoughts on I mean, on this? I assume that based on Pacey's reaction that he is uncircumcised. Pacey's uncircumcised. Oh, I was going to say Dawson is uncircumcised because you don't. Hmm. I feel like you'd have that reaction. I feel like it's more likely than not that most people are circumcised. No, in America, yes. Okay, and they're in America, so you would assume. I would assume, would assume. most most men or most people with penises are circumcised. Um, but I just that would have been the most wild way to start this episode. And Sarah, I feel like we would have died. <laughs> I feel like I got like robbed of a uh, of an experience that's integral to this show. I, know. I feel like I this is need to know info. Yeah, is Dawson circumcised? Is Pacey circumcised? This is so so need to know info. Yeah, so thank um, you, Kimberly, yeah. because that was so fun. Like I read that and I was at work and I'm sitting in my cubicle reading about yeah, the teenagers' penis. What is this Dawson's Creek book? I can't read it yet, apparently. No, I'll I'll get the deets. But but who's the book by? Yeah, Kimberly, send in the deets on the book. Um, I can Google it, but also if you have all the info, send that in and I'll I'll check it out. If I need to do some reading, I can do some It might be the book that I can't know about because the title is (gasps) spoiler Oh, okay. All right. I see. I see. I'll do some research. Um, but no. that is just some fun before we even get into the episode proper. So that was fun. That was yeah. amazing. Thank you, Kimberly, for sending that in. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, I like I said, I feel like I'm missing out. I know. Um. Anyway, before we get into the episode, anything else you want? Anything else we need to bring up? I don't. I don't think so. I think we're ready. Um, Stefan, I don't know if we talked about bring it on. I know that we talked about bring it on in the Jumanji <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, Jumanji yes, podcast. Yes, the Jumanji podcast, for those yes. who don't know. Um, um, yes, we did get an email from Stefan. About Bring It On, because we talked about Bring It On then, but, like, I feel like it's relative, because I bring it up here, too, about, like, I joked about how Jen was going to steal Cheers. Yep. And Stefan watched uh, Bring It On for the first time, and he said that it should have been called Turn It Off. It was so bad. I feel like that's a hot this take. This is a very but spicy maybe, take. But I feel like Stefan is known for his spicy takes. So Maybe it's just not a movie for Stefan. It's and a movie it is for, a like, movie for Sarah. I think I agree with that, because it's very much up your alley of, like, what you enjoy in a movie. And it probably... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, like, an adult person. Like, probably... Adults wouldn't enjoy it as much right now either. So you would think, but you would think, yes. Um. All right. Are we? Is that everything? I think it's everything. I think it's all the housekeeping we had. Housekeeping. housekeeping. Um. All right. Let's get into the episode proper. So as we talked about before, we're in Dawson's room as usual. Dawson and Pacey are just hanging out. Um, and we find out that Dawson is going to be making a documentary and Pacey is surprised because we all know Dawson is obsessed with make-believe. He never does anything to do with real life. 
But I guess his mom gives him a little jingle and is like, hey, Dawson, if you have time, we have a slot we could put in for you to make a documentary on the news. How? 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 What? I think that I think this is like a really good deal for Dawson. I think that there's a lot of incense, um, uh, incentive. I mean, it would be his first professional work. Right. Is this like a free job or is he getting like a couple of shingles from this? Shingles. Shingles. I hope he's not getting shingles. Um, (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think he's getting exposure. Like I didn't. Shekels. 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 What are you talking about? Is this like Yiddish? Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't see his schmeckle. We We did not. No, we could have. We We could have missed out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think at the very least, it's something he could like put on his resume, right? Like, or I don't know if they have to submit a reel yeah. or something, but he, uh, yeah, you know. submit. Like sometimes you have to submit like, like a, a portfolio exactly into college exactly. So he says that uh, real life is interesting, but it will never be as well conceived as make believe. So he just wants to do this one documentary to get on the news to get exposure. Um, it's a documentary on Jack because he is like a gay football star, and that is a massive deal in this time period. Um, so yeah, what do we think about this as like a a short clip for the news in general? I think that it's an interesting story. However, I do feel as though we ex- we almost explored this before, where Dawson was interviewing Jack. Um, I guess I'm thinking back to episode 21 of uh, season two, mm-hmm. or he he tried to interview Jack, but I just feel as though we're retreading. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's yeah, it's kind of like a feels like a repeat thing, and also I feel as though I if it was me, I wouldn't want like my personal business like blasted all over the six o'clock news. I assume he got like he got the okay from Jack because he does interview Jack. Like it would be really messed up if Dawson was just like, I'm going to do a story about Jack and doesn't even get his like consent first. Um, Yeah. I'm coming from the perspective of Jack, like how I feel about it. If this was about me, it's, and especially because like, I feel like Jack doesn't even like love football. He just kind of like fell into this. And I don't think he wants, I think the last thing he probably wants is like all the attention on him when he's trying to fit in with this team and, like, he right. feels like he's already struggling a little bit to fit in with the team. And, like, putting all yeah. this attention on him is maybe not something he wants. It is an interesting human interest story. Yeah. So I think that the from a news standpoint or from mm-hmm. um, a reporter standpoint, it is interesting. It's a compelling story. Um, would it be something that I would want to involve my friend in? No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So uh, Dawson is going through this, like, box of stuff. I don't even... I guess it's like raw footage um, that he's supposed to edit. And he comes across a baby tape, like a home movie. So sorry, people. This is not that type of home movie, unfortunately. (laughs) I, too, was tricked. But um, he pops in the home movie and it is um, a uh, Mitch throwing a football with a young Dawson. Mm-hmm. And then we see like the official introduction of Dawson and Joey and they like meet each other. And then Joey pushes baby Dawson onto the ground and runs. Mm-hmm. And Pacey says, once a heartbreaker, always a heartbreaker, huh, Dawson? And like Dawson is like watching intensely. Um, 
I kind of loved this. I don't know if like people kind of hate this because it feels like it's fan service, but um, I think it's adorable. Like it's kind of like an interesting way to show a flashback without doing like a whole flashback episode mm-hmm. a la like Friends or like every single other show. Mm-hmm. So I, I and I there's something about home videos that are equally like sentimental and sad because like and I'm taking this from the perspective um of like Dawson it's like he doesn't have the greatest relationship with Joey right now so he's watching the beginning of this whole whirlwind mm-hmm. with his friend Joey and thinking back on it from like how it started to the how it is now it's like it's so sad that you kind of want to cry at it but it's like you have so many good memories I think I don't know home videos are like so sad yeah I actually hated this <laughs> Why? So why did you? The hate reason this? I hate it was first of all, what are the fucking chances that Dawson finds a home video of him tossing around a football with Mitch right as we get this whole Mitch as a coach storyline? It doesn't add up. On top of that, I even noticed, and I will say, I am one of the least observant people I know. I don't notice things at all. But something I did notice is this home movie which also seems ridiculous that you would videotape two children meeting for the first time because why would you do that but let's just say that it's like a commonplace thing that his parents videotaped him a lot or something right it's it's taken from two different camera angles a home movie is not taken from two camera angles and spliced together a home movie is a single camera and you're shooting back and forth between the kids like to me it was like close up on joey close up on dawson it's like who the fuck is filming this like it just who the fuck cares it's just to make your heart like pull out your heart it just felt so over it's it's like everything i'm disliking about this season wrapped up in one it's just over the top like it's just like they don't it's like you should feel for Dawson and Joey right here and it's it was like I mean we'll get into it when we get there but like Joey watching it like we all knew that was gonna happen like it just is a bit much I just feel like they're like it's over the top they're beating us over the head with some of this stuff and it was just not something I really needed and it also kind of makes me sad that this scene did like they could have done a whole movie thing and I'm sure I would have liked it it just wasn't done very well and so that's my problem. I don't mind home movies. But like to me, this scene wasn't the, the cameras itself, like the whole thing. It just felt like a bit much. We could have seen Dawson and Joey doing something. They don't have to meet. We don't have to see a video of them meeting. Like we could have seen them playing. Mm-hmm. We could have seen Dawson like pretending to film Joey and like making a set and like playing make believe like all of that playing Jaws. So you know what I mean? Like, OK, in the pool. Yeah. But yeah, but we see all that type of stuff later on. You just don't like the fact that they meet in this home video. And the you fact that it's, it's like two fucking camera angles. Like it's a fucking home video. I, don't, I didn't even notice that. Of course, I didn't I'm even just saying notice I that. normally wouldn't notice it, but it was so, so in your face. So I, 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 I think that it's, it's nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that Whatever. happens. And then we get to so the So that's the, the beginning scene. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then yeah. we get Graham's returns. Um, yeah, Grams. Love her. Grams is uh, reading a newspaper, and junk the junk. Jen, the punk rock cheerleader, comes in. I love what she did with this uniform. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like very grunge. it is so grunge. Um, love it. So Grams is like, 
Oh, actually, no. You you went to do. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah, yeah. Since you have such a good. Why accent? are you degrading the school colors? Um, she's very very upset about this, and Jen is like, I'm just pointing out the mockery. I'm not making a mockery. Um, and then uh, of course we find out Grams was on the pep squad because of mm-hmm. course she was. Yes. Um, and then I love you have to say the Jen line because the Jen line is great. Um, Where she says, Grams, I hate to break it to yes. you, but you're sh- showing off a bit more than just team spirit. Yeah, she goes, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. Yeah, that was, yeah. Graham's appalled at Jennifer and um, exasperated yeah. by her innuendos. Yeah. And these, her this, is these are the scenes top that I tier. love between them. Like, I love when Me they're too. like quippy with each other. Like, yeah, but they're playing. You they're know? playing. It's, it's not, not like mean. angry. Yeah. And yeah. Like, as much as I, I say, I dislike a lot of the storylines that are happening in the early season here. I'm really liking what they're doing with Jen and getting back to the Jen, Jen and the Grams. Like, that feels very like season one uh-huh. early season two everything that they're doing so far with jen i'm all in for i really like it i don't mind what they're doing with jack yeah me too actually i don't know how many complaints i have i have complaints about more about the storylines than i do the characters if that makes sense for the most part but that's the opposite of what we've been saying no i'm saying that like the storylines they're giving the characters i don't necessarily like and i also have many bones to pick with certain choices they made for certain characters this episode right but when it comes to jen and jack yeah jen and jack i'm happy yeah i didn't care about this but i'm glad it's over i think the cheerleading thing is ridiculously (sighs) funny so we get um so Jen's at school and all the cheerleaders are dressing just like Jen, punk rock cheerleaders. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have Joey is walking and Pacey's following her with like a giant like Minuteman cutout. And she's just like, what are you doing? And he's like, ha ha ha. Like, oh my God, go team. Ha ha ha. Like, I thought that mm-hmm. was fun. And Joey's like never into the school spirit. Um, and he asks her to ditch school with him. And she's like, uh, no, thank you. And he's like, but there's like a special mission and I need you to be a part of it. And um, he's like, you have like about 10 seconds between before I change, like, you know, for you to change your mind or else like I'm leaving. And Joey decides to go cut class with him. Um, and this is very unusual for young Josephine because she takes school very seriously. I did not like this. I think that like, (laughs) it's very obvious. Again, this is another bone to pick I have with the season of like what they're doing is so obvious. It's no, there's no subtlety. It's like, oh, Pacey and Joey are going to be a thing now. Here it is. Here it is in your face. It's like, can you see it? Can you see Mm -hmm. it? Can you see it? Like all up in your face. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I see it. I see it. And it's too much. And they're bending joey to the point of breaking her in my opinion like this is not the hmm. joey we know and love joey doesn't cut class first of all joey and pacey aren't even fucking friends like this came out of almost nowhere like we had pacey comforting joey episode one now all of a sudden she's cutting class with him like it just doesn't add up yeah but we've been trying to build a pacey and joey like friendships in season one. So I don't feel like it's that like, yes, I do feel as though 
Um, they are really pushing this friend narrative, friend and more narrative. I think it is very obvious. I think that it's kind of silly that like he's not even thinking about Andy anymore. Um, I don't think is as natural as I would like it to be. But I don't think it's like crazy that they're hanging out or that they're trying to be friends, especially because Joey is not friends with Dawson right now. And it's like, who else does Joey have? Like she would have literally nobody. Yeah, I, I I think the thing is, is like to me, it's not unbelievable that Joey and PC would become friends. It just feels like a very like expedited process at this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't exactly like it. I think she has a ton of friend options Um, and her just automatically glomming on to PC and like in a very strong way so suddenly is what bothers me. It's not the fact that it's happening. It's how quickly it's happening. Um, and the fact that it's just being shoved down our throats basically makes me resistant to it. Honestly, like I, I love Pandy. And so it is kind of difficult to be like, oh, we're over that yeah. now. Let's set that aside. You know what I mean? It's like a bit sudden. No, I get it. Like, I, I don't want to say like I'm like over Pandy because I'm definitely not like I, I really like put my heart and soul into that relationship mm-hmm. last season. As it's not they. like I'm forgetting them, but it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of I feel as though like maybe I am just hungry for Dawson's Creek and whatever Dawson's Creek I get, I yeah. am satisfied. It's like, you know, I'm so hungry that I'm going to eat this shitty ass pizza I and like it's it. still pizza <laughs> and I like it because it's food and it's pizza and it's there, but it's yeah. not like authentic Italian pizza from yeah. like Italy. Yeah, I don't you want know it what to I seem mean? like I'm like super down because I still am enjoying it. No, you, you think it. it fucking sucks. This show sucks. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what this I'm show saying. Fucking, fucking sucks. sucks. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> done. No, um, I get what you're saying, but also like I'm giving it its space to do what it wants. Yeah. And as long as there's no like creepo murderers that are running amok, I'm fine. Okay. My life is fine. Um, so, yeah, so that's so happening. Yeah. And then we're on the football field. We have Dawson um, taping Jack and he's asking Jack a bunch of interview questions. And Jack said, you know, he never played football as a kid. The only subject he knows less about is being gay. Um, and of course here comes coach Leary yelling at him because they need to practice. Yeah. You gotta get to practice. No coasting. Oh my God. He has like roid rage and Dawson (laughs) wants to interview him, but he's like, I don't have time. They need to focus. What are you doing? It's like, you can get an extension, but I can get an extension on the football game. Okay, bro. Calm the fuck down. Um, and then we get to like this huddle and Henry has a de- fucking disgusting mouth guard. Apparently his brother took it off of the field. It's some like famous guy's mouth guard. Doug fucking Flutie. Disgusting. Yeah. But everyone, all the guys are like really like into this. Ugh. And Jen comes up and is like, what are you guys looking at? And he tells her and she's like, that's disgusting. I'm with so Jen. then now, now Henry wants to literally drown himself because he worships this girl. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm like, this is as gross. Like, I, this is horrible. He can't even do anything. He just stares at her. And yeah. She, um, she's being so judgy, too. I love it. And then, and then of course, she leaves. And Henry is like, what am I going to do, Jack? Her very name is fire in my loins. What the fuck? Oof. Where did Henry come from? <laughs> I don't know. I, I Henry came from, um, literally came from Shakespeare. He's intense, man. You he's just very, met this girl. I mean, you don't even know her. 
He's 14. He's in love. Oh, my god. Maybe 15. No, he's it's 15, um, right? He's a freshman? He's a freshman, 14, 15. Okay. So Jack says, uh, maybe just try saying hello next yeah, time. Henry. He's so innocent. Just an idea. He's a little naive, babe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we're, uh, we're back in class. And um, everybody is like... Uh, everybody's like, oh, Jen, you need to, you need to rest up for the silent auction. We have, like you were saying before, they're all dressed like Jen now. Um, and apparently the winner gets to ride uh, in on the Minuteman parade and they get a kiss from Jen. And Jen, and I, this is to me reminiscent of like season one, Jen. This is the Jen I know and love. She's like, fuck no, I'm not selling out <laughs> myself for a fucking kiss to some stranger. And they call her Jenny and she flips out. I love how they keep calling her Jenny. Actually, I think I was planning on calling you Jesse oh, for my intro. intro. Oh, well, it's too yeah. late now. Oopsie. Um, so Darn. then she goes into this monologue, which I think is spectacular. I hope that um, she doesn't stop going on these like crazy monologue the best, rants. Right? Um, now that she's not a cheerleader, but she's like, this whole thing started as a bad joke, an excuse to get out of bio. But do you see what's turned into? I've pranced around in front of the entire school at pep rallies without even knowing what the hell pep is. I've listened to clack and prattle about car washes, dance-a-thons, and dog sitting. Which, by the way, what cheerleader do you know dog sits? And can I get their number? Because I actually need a good dog sitter. <laughs> Until I think I'm going to puke up my homemade spirit cookies. And despite this itch, I'm getting my on my ass from this polyester modest me moist hmm, hoist me. I don't know. <laughs> I I typed it wrong. I've done it all with a smile on my face. But you know what, ladies? The smile's gone. I'm sorry, but there's no way I'm going to be sold off like some harem girls, the highest bidder. Um, everyone has their limit. I reached mine. I quit. I loved this for her no don't quit your leaving jen i loved it she's fucking yeah. done and i so appreciate it because yeah. i felt like the the jen as a cheerleader storyline was a bit unbelievable but like the way yeah. they did it makes me like it more and the way she yes. like quit makes me like it more um jen yeah. being like an icon for women makes me very happy because all we've ever wanted is for her to have friends <laughs> But she still friends. doesn't have friends. No, no, but people look up to her and I appreciate that for her because she yeah. deserves it sometimes. Yeah. What Jenny, Jenny needs Ugh, is to go Jenny. on to more rants. Yes. If she stops her ranting, then I'm stopped with yeah. her. But I love this. Um, so yeah, then we, we have, get our baby Andy. Yes. This scene baby Andy. pisses me off so much. So Andy bumps into somebody, she drops all her papers, and he's apparently with ETS, which is Educational Testing Services, Educational Testing Services, and he acts like he's in the fucking FBI. Bro, calm the fuck down. He's like, don't touch those papers, they're very important. And then he asks where Principal Green is, and then Andy, poor Andy, she just goes on this, like, she's so anxious. She just, like, blabs out all these fancy SAT words to try to impress him. What, I, what what was that? It was like recalcitrance, regret, and then there was like a bunch of other ones. I don't know. Yeah. Um, poor Andy. I do think that this is of her character to act really anxious yeah. when like when she's guilty, I can totally see her acting like overly anxious and like um yeah. trying to like uh, I don't like know, make up for the fact. Yeah, over over. Yes, like I feel like this is of her character. This dude is like, watch yourself. Like, 
Um, and also, Andy is just going around all over school, bumping into people, dropping her flashcards, <laughs> dropping her papers. Girly, there's something called a backpack, and you can tote, or like a manila folder, and you don't have to drop your papers Ooh, all the time. Okay, this is a good thought exercise, though. Okay, so we know. Trapper Keeper. Jenny, Jenny, we know. I said Joey and Jenny at the same, Joey and Jen at the same yeah, time. Jenny. No. Joey, we know, has like her signature red backpack. And then we know yes. that Jen carries like a cuter like black backpack. What type yeah. of backpack should Andy have? Can we give Andy her one? was wearing like a brown leather backpack this episode, but it was it was kind of small. It doesn't a, fit a lot. Yeah, we need to give her a new one. Like, what do you imagine? A rolly backpack. Oh, don't make her a nerd like that. Why you got to do Andy yeah. like that? No. You, you're telling me that Andy wouldn't carry around a rolly backpack? She would, but we want more for her. <gasps> what about like a Lisa Andy Frank McPhee. one? Of okay, like you're saying, like don't make her a nerd, and then you're like, give her a Lisa Frank backpack. Um, yeah, no, Andy, Andy, or like, I don't know, or like she would wear like a briefcase. I was gonna say like, she would get a backpack briefcase. that has like, um, okay, you know the episode of Community where Annie gets like the very special backpack, the Mafia episode, and she has like all these pockets and fancy things. Mm-hmm. That's what Andy mm-hmm. would have. Right. Yeah. But yeah. She shouldn't be carrying around fit- the books. All of her pencils and highlighters. Um, So, yeah. So we're uh, we're back outside. Pacey and Joey are just like walking down some fucking random abandoned road. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They went to the post office. They're leaving Cape Side. Yeah. What the fuck? Where are they going? It's like, where are they going? Are they going to Cove Side? I got the feeling that like Cape Side is like, to me, it's very rural, which means usually things aren't close together. So like, why are you walking? Right. Um, But they went to the post office. Pacey's carrying something. And Joey, like, wants to know where they're going, but PC will not tell her. He's like, your life would be better if you just took some action. Now hold out your thumb so we can hitchhike. Bitch, it is the 90s. We knew better by now. Don't fucking hitchhike, mm-hmm. even in Cape Side. Yeah, yeah. We just watched um, an episode of Boy Meets World where Corey tried to hitchhike as well. What is with this? Why is why is hitchhiking so prominent? I don't know, but it's very dangerous. And here's the thing. Pacey brings up The Sure Thing. Have you ever seen the movie The Sure Thing? No. This movie, I was obsessed with it when I was a teenager. It is from 1985. Um, it has John Cusack. It has Daphne Zuniga. I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce her name. And Nicolette Sheridan. And... It is all about so John Cusack is like the star and it's all about this guy who's trying to get cross country because his best friend has assured him it doesn't age well his best friend has assured him that there is a quote unquote sure thing meaning a girl he could sleep with right so he ends up on this cross country road trip with this girl who's basically he's very fun loving outgoing whatever this girl that he's on the road trip with is very much like a stick in the mud a rule follower very organized you know like your Annie Andy type um, and it's all about how they fall in love, basically, which is kind of funny because if you look at Pacey and Joey, they are kind of very similar to that couple from The Sure Thing. Anyway, he okay. So that movie, I used to love that movie. So he brings that up, and it is kind of funny because they're put in a very similar plot here, where they're like attempting to hitchhike. Yeah. Okay. It's a good. Movie. That's funny. <laughs> That's okay. I'll check it it's, out. I mean, you don't have to. It probably doesn't age super well. I just remember being obsessed with it when I was a teenager because I loved John Cusack. Yeah. yeah, I've never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. So, did they have to hitchhike, um, hitch up um, the skirt and pucker out, pucker out the lips? And yeah, he definitely tried to get her stuff. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
<laughs> Joey calls Pacey a, a sexist toad. Yeah, some of those um, insults she has are pretty good this episode. Yeah, and she and he's like, you know what? Females are just better at hitchhiking, even with a perpetual scowl like yours. <laughs> and then uh, Joey gives in. She like puts out the thumb. Pacey hides in a bush, and then all of a sudden, like a car comes up, and guess who it is? Principal Green. Would have never thought. Yes, of course. Would you like a yeah. ride back to school? Yeah. And then Pacey comes out and and he goes, oh, Principal Green, thank goodness you're here. I was, we were just prepping for the botany assignment. And it seems that young Josephine and I wandered significantly farther away from school than we anticipated. And frankly, I was beginning to worry that we weren't going to make it home by nightfall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he's carrying poison oak. That is not what poison oak looks like. But sure, he was carrying poison oak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put down, put down the poison oak, get your butts in the car. And Joey's pissed because she's like, now I'm in trouble. Yeah. You've got me in trouble. I'm not happy with you. Yep. All for Um, this one fleeting adventure, basically. Yes. Um, Later that night, Mitch is working out plays on his like chalkboard and Dawson comes in. He's like, Dad, can we just have like 10 minutes for the interview? Yeah. And Mitch is like. Can't we do it after Saturday? And Dawson's like, there's a deadline. Like, I literally can't. I have to do it um, for tomorrow. And um, and Mitch is like, uh, it's just for school. And Dawson's like, no, it's not. Like, you know, mom needs it. And then he, Mitch basically flips the fuck out because he didn't realize that this was like going on national yeah, television. He doesn't even listen. Though, like yeah. Dawson obviously told him about this. He doesn't listen. Yeah. And he says, I can't risk my best player losing focus. I'm sorry. What? He like goes on and on about how the principal's like obsessed with football and he's breathing down his neck. And he's just like, and this is when Dawson's like, well, what do you think I'm doing? Like working on a hobby? Like this is like my life. This is my life's dream. And he says, you know, he's waited his entire life for an opportunity like this. And I cannot with what Mr. Leary says next. He goes all 16 years of it. It's like, are you kidding me? Mr. Leary and... Or Mitch, I should say. And Dawson have had so many conversations about Dawson's, like, aspirations, Dawson's dream. Yeah. They've connected on the fact that they're both, like, they yeah. romanticize dreamers and they're big dreamers. Yeah. And for you yeah. to, like, trash on Dawson for some stupid fucking high school football game is mm-hmm. absolutely fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Who was working, like, four years on a stupid aquarium restaurant that didn't even come into fruition, exactly. Mitch? So I don't want to hear it. So... Dawson makes a great point. So the importance of a person's dream is measured by the age. Mm -hmm. And Mitch is like, you'll have plenty of opportunities. I know you won't do it. I know you'll make the right choice. So Dawson is like very aggravated like this. And then he has to go to Joey for advice. Mm -hmm. And there it's weird because they're like I said before, they're not on the best terms. Like they're okay, but they're not really like friends right now yeah they're like in that really awkward space where they're like they don't really know where the boundary is for them yet because they're broken up they're still friendly but they're not at the point where they can share a ton but it's very obvious that like Dawson needs to confide in somebody that really knows him and his family well and that would Mm -hmm. be like Joey or Pacey and he's not on the best terms with Pacey right now with I yeah with both of Mm -hmm. them so (laughs) Joey's like Tossin, you must be lost. Um, you, like Bim- Bimbo Cove is right up the creek, right past Brainless Bay. That was great. 
Yeah, Joey has some great one-liners. She, she has some um, good singers. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, Eve and I are not really on speaking terms. Um, Joey's like, you actually talked, among other things. Yes, but I need advice. And then she's like, what um, Like, what else is a dumped ex-girlfriend for? It's like, Joey, you didn't get dumped. You dumped Dawson twice. I think she's, like, saying that she was dumped, even though she was more rejected than dumped is the word I would use. But, like, she has a teenager, yeah. so that's fine. Um, and I, like, agree with her. She says, doesn't a nationally televised interview overshadow a high school football game? Like, absolutely it does. Um, but Dawson, being, like, the empath that he is, um, does kind of commiserate with his father and say, you know, from his point of view, he's had a rough few years. Like, his wife cheated on him. He never got that mm-hmm. restaurant up and running. Like, he was a substitute. Yeah. Now he's a football coach. Like, he needs he needs a win, basically. Um, he Joey doesn't care about any of this. I love she's that like, about she, her. She doesn't even listen to what he's saying. She's like, yes, yes, your dad's pathetic. But <laughs> actually, um, she, she and then she like just kind of ignores what she says. And then she starts talking about her and her relationship with her dad. She's like, sometimes we fight when we fight them, we lose them forever. And it's like, Josephine, this is not helpful. Like, just like be direct with him and be like, should you be like Dawson? You should or you should not. Sub, like submit the video don't talk in circles josephine yeah. he's too dumb well, she does say he doesn't know. if you go through with the story he'll like lose his, lose his self-respect or whatever you know like you have to decide how you want to do it what can you tolerate what can you afford to lose she brings up freud it's like joey girl like <laughs> joey's like you know what you have made me sit 16 yeah. years through nonsense and talking in circles. Like Shakespeare. I'm uh, going Spielberg to sabotage talk. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sabotage you and give you non-advice for your advice. Yeah. And this is when um, he, he hands over her, like the whole movie that we see her watching at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, waking up. Waking up. Oh. And guess who's there? All the cheerleaders and grams. I would be They're like peering over. Yeah. Very awkward. Uh, They want to talk to her. And Jen's like, I quit cheerleading. And unless you have a large black coffee hiding in your pom-poms, I don't want to. I have nothing to say to you. I love this about Jen. She's not a morning person. That's okay. Not everybody is. I wouldn't be pleased if the entire fucking cheering squad was standing over my fucking bed right in the morning as soon as I woke up. Bitch, at least let me fucking pee first. Right. Yes. Especially because they were like inspecting her skin. Mm -hmm. They were like concerned. Um, And they say, you know what? Like, we're totally fine with you not being head cheerleader because Madison took over the reins. But you still have to participate in the auction because somebody bid $500 to donate. um, And only if you are the one they can kiss. Right. And she's like, I'm not for sale. And then they find out that, of course, the money is for fucking orphans. Of How many orphans is there in Cape Side that there's a whole society? We are led to believe that Cape Side is, like, super small and dinky. And then they do shit like this, where why can't it be, like, the next town over? Or, like, the county or the That's state. That's what i like, the, they push it the, too far with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Cape Side Oh, Capeside County. So it is maybe Capeside is a county, but still Capeside County home for parentless children. How about like the Massachusetts home for yeah? They could have children? made it. Something How many orphans bigger. is there? Apparently, there's probably lot. like two. 
it's probably like that's why five hundred dollars is a big deal because like it's one kid and five hundred dollars could like provide <laughs> a lot for one child. And she's like, um, how can I say no to orphans? Like you can't. Yeah. So she's like, all right, I guess I'm going to be doing this now. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're in the principal's office. Andy's get, picking up brochures. I don't I don't know what she's doing. But Principal Green sees yep, like, her. Pamphlets. Yeah. And he wants to talk. And he's like, oh, it's a disciplinary matter. But we can talk on nope. Monday. This nope. shit is infuriating. If you are a manager or a boss or literally anything where you oversee other people, never, ever say, I need to meet with you if it's not that fucking day. Do you send yeah. somebody home to think over the weekend and panic and have anxiety about what the fuck you want to meet about. Either tell them what you want to meet about or don't fucking yeah. say anything until Monday because you're being a fucking dick. I'll tell you what, like, don't even tell me I have a meeting with you until five minutes before. Well, if they need to prepare, though. No, I I don't want <laughs> to hear like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to hear like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to think about it all day. I don't want to think about it over the weekend. Like that is like so messed up. And he, he says it's a critical problem, a disciplinary discipline, disciplinary pro, uh, matter. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like the way he words if, it is bullshit. Yeah. Even if like Andy didn't do anything, she would still be worried about this. She would be like coming up with scenarios. Yeah. Because that's what anxious minds do. That's why I'm saying don't do this to people. It's not okay. Um, yeah. And Andy is like flipping out. And then we immediately cut to the principal's office where Joey and Pacey are yeah. like he- sitting there waiting for their punishment. I love the spice from Joey when she says, I hope a deer tick crawled in your ear and laid eggs. Ew. Really I hate visual ticks. and disgust. So do I. I have a fear of ticks. I like had a fear when I was a kid about ticks. Um, and he's like, oh, since you have affinity for one another, here's what I had. And there's like, we find out later, it's like a mule costume, which seems just like I've seen these before. This is like a staple of like American television where someone always has to dress up in this type of costume where one person is the butt and one person is the head. I've never understood how the fuck you're supposed to like stand in this costume together. Hmm. Yeah, like... Um, Are you supposed to bend over? Is the butt person supposed to be like, you know, like a I think right so. Angle? Yeah. Stupid. Human centipede it or something Human like centipede. that. The point uh, is it's like stupid. Two-person mule costume. Like, it's almost Halloween. Do you want to be a mule with me? Who gets Let's to be see. the front and who gets to be the back? Because that's <sighs> the better question. Okay, so... Okay, they're... Number one... Two people horse slash mule slash donkey costumes are really expensive. The minimum being three hundred and sixty dollars upwards of like twenty um twelve hundred dollars. So wow. um they're very expensive. I like personally I like this one, um, which is a <laughs> so fucking cute. It's so dumb. Uh it this one is a happy horse. Um, and he has like, oh, okay. Well, who cares? It has like, oh, I th- wait, it might be. No, it's not a unicorn, but, um, <laughs> this is a journey. Um, I know, I know this is, hold stupid. on. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say, yeah, I will. Okay. It doesn't say how you wear it. That's it what just I'm says saying. that I'll need to rewatch the scene where it's revealed that it's like those two teenagers. Cause um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the point being that it's ridiculous. But here we are. 
Um, they're, we're now in the hallway and Jack and Andy are like passing each other. She's like sitting on the stairwell, losing her mind. Um, and yeah, everyone's just like running into her. I'm sorry. Don't fucking sit on the stairs when people need to walk down the stairs. Andy, anytime you see a teenager in any television set sitting on stairs, you know, there's trouble a brewing. It's like a common thing. And um she's like freaking out maybe you overlooked something and you had a moment of weakness you can live your entire life in the straight and narrow um you know don't you think about dad what about dad what about what he sacrificed um i'm sorry what father are you talking about because that is not the fucking father we see that is not uh, with mr mcphee we've had experiences with andy i know like what the <laughs> fuck She's really spinning in circles, isn't she? She is, but honestly, um, at the same point in time, it's just like, girl, what are you talking about? She, the guilt is eating her alive. <sighs> I wish that she just came clean. I wish I she too. did because then she wouldn't have to be tortured. And we wouldn't um, have to be tortured by watching this. <laughs> yeah. I like how, like, she just goes on to Jack and he's like, he's going to be, like, disappointed and, re- like, feel disrespected and blah, blah, blah. And Jack's like, but like dad already knows that I'm gay. Yeah, poor Jack. I felt so bad for Jack this entire fucking episode. He's just getting it from all sides, man. First he has to film a documentary. Then he has Andy flipping out in his fucking ear. Then all his weight is on his shoulders for football and people fucking tackling him and shit. Like poor Jack. I know. He's like a little rag doll this episode. Just getting like thrown to person to person. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dawson went through, submitted it. The piece is on the news report Mm -hmm. and Mitch and Dawson are watching together. Um, And it got to the point where Dawson actually reached out to um, the opposite team, the Woodward high school team Mm -hmm. um, coach and interviewed him. And Mitch is irate. And he's like, I just lost my first coaching game, my first game of my coaching career. And he's like, and Dawson's like, what Like, what do you mean? He's like, two days ago, no one knew how good Jack was or who he was. Now the whole world knows. Might as well just paint a bullseye in his back. No one. And here's Dawson's the thing. Like, Dawson didn't know that. And nobody else would understand no that because him. you didn't say that. And if you yes. had just given the fucking interview, you dick face, then like yeah. he, they wouldn't have <laughs> had that much knowledge. Of yeah. It. He's like, you never explained this to me. Um, he was like, well, I thought it was obvious. He was like, well, to you it was. Yeah. And Dawson's like, well, you haven't, like, spoken to me until since He's you started so this football. He's been so busy with the fucking football nonsense. Yeah. And, um, you know, Mitch gets defensive. He's like, I really needed a win. And... Um, and he he's like, you don't talk to me the, like the way that you talk to the guys on your team. And Mitch is like, well, they respect me. And he's like, I respect you, Dad, but... I feel like they're more the son that you wish that you had, which I feel as though before this season, I would say that's ridiculous that's because what I was thinking. they were, yeah, they were always simpatico. Like they were always, yeah, they on the were this. Yeah. I always said that they were cut from the same cloth, that they were both dreamers, that they yeah. both like weren't these sporty guys, but this season he's all in like, this football yeah. mode and all of a sudden like he's sporty Mitch. I wish um, that they would have just laid some groundwork for this because Mitch like the guy who plays Mitch we talked about it like he's cut right like it's always arm day like he looks good it's very obvious that he's like physically active so they could have like had some scenes with him showing that physicality showing that he's interested yeah. in these things showing he's a fan of football at the very least something yeah, anything. The only physical 
physical activity we've ever seen Mitch participate in was having sex with Gail on the coffee table. Yeah. It was arm day that so, day. But here's the thing. It's <laughs> it just was... they, they've set no groundwork for this previously. So we're relying right. on them telling us now that this is an issue when it's never been a problem before. Right. And so it's just yeah. unbelievable. It's like this came out of nowhere. It's... This one's a little weird. And then Dawson's like, um, or Mitch says that, you know, it's not true. Like, I I hum the theme of close encounters in my sleep. Like, you know, we've always, like, you know, had common ground. And if we didn't, like, I gave you your mm-hmm. space. Um, and he's like, I'm just trying to break you out of your self-centered, self-righteous fantasy world long enough for you to think of other people. Um, so yeah. And then Dawson says like, well, you know, I always parent you, dad. Like I walk on you having sex. I give you advice. Like, but I'm the kid around here. Sometimes I mean, even act like it. And, um, this gives Mitch a lot to think about. Um, I don't like agree with this either. Like, I don't really understand when Dawson, how Dawson thinks he's the parent. He's just the one who fucking threw a rager at his house and ruined his dad's <sighs> boat. So I don't. No, that's very true. Once again, if this happened last season, then I would maybe agree. Yeah. Like, we see season two, Mitch was very like, I want to be your friend. I don't want to be your dad. Yeah. And Dawson the whole time was like, I don't want you to be like the cool like the cool guy trying to be my friend. I want you to be my father. Yeah. And like he did have to give advice to his dad a lot, but we don't see that this season so far. Yeah, it's a little wishy-washy, a little all over the place. Well, yeah, this is this is where the messiness I know. of the season comes in. I know. In, we luckily we're almost to the some point. Screws loose. Yeah, we're almost we're we're getting there. We're I mean, and I'm not I'm still enjoying like podcasting about it. It's just like it's more like I'm like picking nits than I am like enjoying what I'm watching when I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just like, this feels wrong. Yeah. Like, there's so many moments that it's like it feels wrong. Uh, followed up yeah. by this ep- this part of the episode where it's... Yeah, football. So much fucking football, man. We basically see, like, Jack getting attacked by everybody. He keeps getting tackled. Dawson and Jen are talking about it, and Jen's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely your fault. Um, Pacey and Joey have to dress up in this costume, this mule costume, um, Pacey says he's gonna get car sick if he's the back of the mule, so he wants he doesn't to be he just doesn't want to be yeah he doesn't I guess like the bad the bad job is the butt of the mule. I agree. I think you want to be the front because you want to be able to stand straight up. Mm. So I don't know. I guess that makes sense, but also you want to see, and you can't really see if you're the butt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so Joey like gives in whatever um, Andy is like freaking out um, she's like having she's talking to herself and she's having this whole she has this whole long speech about making an error in judgment and she said there was this guy when she met him it was a shade going up in a dark room just as suddenly the room got dark again in my mind over the summer I was treated at a psychiatric hospital when I came back I lost the guy he was like my soulmate. It was like having my heart ripped from my body. I could feel my future slipping away. I was determined not to lose my life. That's why I stole the test. That's why I cheated. And she's practicing this whole thing in a mirror. This was like pretty believable from Andy. Um, yeah. Saying she lost the guy. Like I feel like she could have said like, oh, I cheated. She doesn't say she cheated on him, which is probably TMI anyway. But like, well, I mean, you're you're, you're not going to say you cheat on somebody while you are admitting to cheating. Yeah, like this. And again, I still can't quite see Andy cheating like we saw her do. Like that feels very out of character. Right. 
the way they're putting it in this way, it makes it a little bit more believable is what I would say. Yeah. Like, I feel like it makes sense. Like, she mm-hmm. kind of lost everything. And the yeah. one thing that she felt like she still had control over, getting into a good college right. and, like, eventually setting herself up for, like, a successful career, she felt like that was slipping away. So if she had control over how that outcome came, then she was able to control something in her life yeah. when her life is out of control, especially over the summer where she didn't even know if she was going to um, ever get out of there. So, you know, I think that it it does make sense for me. I don't like it. I don't like how Andy is now in the isolated position that Pacey was in season one and Jen was in season two. Yeah. She feels out of the loop. She doesn't feel like she's a creep creep. Um, she doesn't have any friends. Um, and it all makes me feel like I don't like it when they isolate their characters like this. Yeah. And especially because Andy needs support. And at this point, I just want Andy to come back with the group and be accepted. And I mean, of course, I wish that Pacey will like get a life and like talk through this whole thing with her. And I would love another season of a Pandy relationship. I just don't see if we're on this one train track with no like exit. I don't know how we're going to get back onto. The pandy track. Yeah. No, I agree. I think they they ripped that fucking bandaid off to the point where like we were fucking bleeding because they they could have been a little bit gentler with us and the pandy stuff. And then like it, I have a feeling and I, this is me saying without my memory of exactly how the season goes. Like to me, it feels like it's going to be a very sharp turn when we get back to like the point where we're supposed to like Andy again, because right now. To me, the show is telling me not to like Andy. I still love Andy, but it feels like to me the show is trying mm-hmm. to get me to dislike Andy because they want me to buy into the the Joey Pacey stuff. And so I feel like mm-hmm. when they turn it around on Andy, it's going to be like quick side maneuver. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a little bit too much. Like if the Dawson's Creek PR company got me to like Dawson last season, then they can make miracles happen and we can get Andy back. Yeah. It's possible. Into our hearts. Anything is possible. So. More football. um, Yeah. So like everyone's targeting them. They're losing to um, the other team really badly. And it's halftime. And Dawson comes up with this idea that um, we're going to turn our weaknesses into strength. A la general. um, I wrote. I don't know. I, I wrote. I wrote Shih Tzu, but that wasn't what it was. <laughs> General um, Shih Tzu. <laughs> yeah. And he says that let's obscure our numbers so that they can't find Jack. Yes. I feel like this is illegal in football. It definitely I don't, is in like real uh, life NFL football. Yeah. You cannot do yeah. this. Yeah, I don't think that's that's good. I think they and tried then to take face- mud to make it look like it was an accident. But like, come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, it looked like they, they took like tar did it phase two is that the cheerleaders come in and they're going to put makeup on the players um like lipstick and eyeliner and blush to distract them now would you consider this a makeover jessica um no (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> no, not, not quite. Um, not here's quite. the thing. Like, this does not really um, age well. Like, because they say, they even try, say, no. like, try and find the homo now. It's, like, not, I mean. It's, it's not. It's offensive. Not right. Yeah. And, like, it works. Like, they distract the team enough to where they're able to catch up. Um, who knows? It could be a combination of the two things, right? I like the two-pronged approach. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they throw Gatorade on Mr. Leary. This is the first fucking when they game win. of the season. Like, bitch, you didn't yeah. win the fucking Super Bowl. Let's calm down with right. the Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wind up winning 27 to 24 after Jack does, like, a flip in the air. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, Yeah, so... Uh yeah, and yes, we get the green the green Gatorade bucket. No, thank you. Um, and then Jen says that you know they now she's ready for her kiss. Um, meanwhile, Andy comes running up to Mister Green, and she's seems like she's gonna tell him. She's like, "I made a mistake," and he's like, "Um, Andy, like, what are you talking about?" And she's like, "Weren't you gonna tell me something on Monday?" And he's like, "Well, I was gonna tell you, but I might as well just like tell you now. I want to start like a student disciplinary task force, and I feel like you would be like the good natural leader for it." And then she says, "Oh, okay, like I would be honored." And he's like, "But what was the mistake?" And she goes, "It's a mistake to be so impatient, but I'm working on it." And then she walks away. So. She does not admit to cheating, and she no. seems very happy with herself. I hate But I this. know that the guilt is just going to keep eating her alive. This is the fucked up thing, because in my mind, someone who's that anxious, because, like, I, again, I've said this before, like, I feel a strong connection with Andy. Um, I've had this, ex- oh, not this exact same situation, but a situation. Oh. No, not a cheating thing, but a situation where it was like, a, oh, I'll talk to you on Monday, and I couldn't wait it was Friday and I was like yeah please can you just tell me like what it's in regards to so that at least I know you know I think if I was Andy in this situation I would this the guilt would still be eating me away like she seems very happy especially when she talks to Jack later like she's a quick it's a quick high and then she's gonna have a crash I know I just wish in the moment and here's the thing a student disciplinary committee where a student is the head of it is fucked up like you cannot what about the bias? Like, what if, like, oh, that girl's a bitch. Like, she's getting extra hard punishment. Like, it's a terrible idea yeah. to begin with. But, yeah, I just find it unbelievable, again, that, like, Andy wouldn't feel the guilt in the moment and feel the need to confess. I just wish they would have her confess and get it over with. Because we all know this is, like, this feels, the story feels like it's being dragged on a bit. Um, And I wish mm-hmm. it would just, like, be done, you know? So, yeah, this is episode four. So I think that by episode six, she's going to admit to it and this storyline will be over well the weird thing is like we still have the andy storyline lingering we haven't got any resolution to the pacey um dawson fight and eve is gone this episode so it really just feels like kind of a bit out of left field like pardon my yeah this is for baseball i don't fucking know uh, but you know what i mean uh, it just feels like it's a bit it it did feel it did feel a little a little strange without eve um so then the mule comes out with Henry this on it unsafe. and <laughs> no, it's not safe. So and Jen is surprised to see that's Henry. They all fall over and Jen's like, how did you do it? Like, how can you afford $500? And he sold his lucky Doug Flutie memorial mouthpiece just to kiss her. 
incredible. I mean, it was a hunk of junk, so I guess it's worth it. <laughs> it's not a um, hunk of junk. It's it's his lucky mouth. And he's he is also cute because he's like, oh, you don't have yeah. to kiss me if you don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, that was cute. That was very cute. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, surprise, surprise, Joey and Pacey are not in the mule costume. They like paid off some, which we didn't even get to see. Randos. I know. I kind of would have wanted to see it a little it's bit. Kind of, I know. I know. We don't even know like how they agreed it to it. It was just like, oh, so, okay, it's not them. Yeah. So Jen says, I don't know if I should be, if I should gag or be incre- incredibly touched. So um, everyone's like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And then she says, come here, freshman. And she lays it on him. Slow-mo we get style. Yes. Yeah, slow-mo kiss. Um, Henry's in love. Uh, what did you think about this kiss, Jessica? Uh, it was a pretty good first kiss. Um, it's a little, it was a little sloppy. The, very sloppy. The one thing I will say is that Henry's makeup was worn off quite a bit. Now they've been sweating, they've been playing. Obviously, this was not waterproof makeup, but like he has some black smudges underneath the eyes for the amount of eyeliner mm-hmm. they put on them. Just saying. <laughs> Just. Saying. I know. I I know. Very. I guess he got extra sweaty. Maybe some of that Gatorade he splashed onto he his face them off because he was like, I gotta look nice yeah. for Jen. Um, yes. But they, this to me was the wildest moment of this episode. They crowned Jen <laughs> homecoming queen. When was the fucking out of vote? nowhere? When where were yeah. where were the signs yeah. and the posters like vote me? Where were the com- campaigns? Just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jen is homecoming queen. Boom, done. We're I smashing all this stuff into one episode for you. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I know, I know. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, Jen is the 1999 homecoming queen. She is in disbelief. The people As are, are cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Jen is a great homecoming queen. I don't know. Oh, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, this is the scene where Andy finds Jack and is like, see, I told you everything works out fine as long as you have a positive attitude. And he's like, okay, but what about, like, disgracing the family? <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, huh? I mean, she's like, oh, dad will get over it. Um and she's relieved and um, she's, she, I don't know. She's like, who won the game anyway? And Jack's just like, what are you doing, girlfriend? Yeah. Um, Joey and Pacey are, okay. Okay, hold on. This scene, I mean, I don't want anyone to come at me, but it was cute. Of course it was cute. Of course it was cute, Sarah. This is on purpose. It was so cute. Okay, so Joey and Pacey arrive at the surprise place, and Pacey apparently wanted to bring her to his um, to the boat that he just bought. So he bought a dirty old boat, and he wants to fix it up. He bought it boat. from his friends, a friend of his brother's, for two hundred dollars. And and Joey's, and he's like, "Isn't it beautiful?" And Joey's like, "It's beautiful in a to- in a Titanic post iceberg sort of a way." <laughs> and he's and she's like, "You know, it's going to take like a lot of time and money to fix it." He's like, "No, no. In a few a few months, I'll be um, sailing around the world." And, um, yeah, so then she wants to come on board, but he, she didn't ask permission, she didn't ask permission to come on board. So stupid. I loved it. Permission granted. Yeah. And then he like grabs her hand and helps her up. And now, um, he 
opens up the package and it's a sign and a part of me was gonna be like it does it is it gonna say josephine is it gonna say josephine out of here that would i would have fucking vomited on my television if it said josephine Uh, i was hoping but then it said it's a true love the boat is called true love Jessica. <laughs> Sorry for anybody I just triggered with that. But seriously, Jessica. it's over the top. How many times can I say over I the like top it. in a single it's podcast? It's so cute. It's so cute. Ugh. I love this love. This is your Pisces like heart and my mm-hmm. like fucking crusty ass Virgo Venus talking. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I thought that it was like, oh, like he. So he's very happy with his boat. The boat's called True Love. And he's like, the reason why you're here is because I need you to help me. I did love that. Boat. I did love that. And, and she's like, you are so overboard. And they're going to work on true love together, Jessica. They're going to work on true love together. Ugh. Um, and then also like if you watch as like the scene is like fading away she like stops working standing yeah. and he like puts up his arms he's like what the heck I are did you notice doing that. dude I did notice that that was so so I mean I know that this is such manipulation by the show producers and the showrunners and the writers and the directors whatever but and I and and and, and I know I wish, of course, I wish that he got Andy to come and help with the boat. But I love love, and I think this is cute. Here's the thing: I wouldn't mind it if it was happening a bit more naturally. Like it just yeah. feels so forced. It just feels so fast. And that's more yeah. of my issue with it. But it, yes, it's cute. It's cute. You're like, oh, you're like, they're acting too fast. And in reality, they're sanding a fucking boat. It's the true like, love thing is a bit fucking too much for me. I mean, it's here's the thing. It probably like would have been Easter too egg. much no matter what, because I am not yeah. someone who's girl. into the mush. I know. But girl, like, say like you didn't know that they're eventually going to get together. Like, wouldn't you? You think it's gross because you know that they're going to get together eventually. No, I think. If you were watching this in the moment, what would you think? I still wouldn't like. I think the name True Love is like a bit too much for me what do you want it to be called like the freaking like crab they couldn't here's the the thing crab why does it need a name right now like they're just starting to fix it up it can't be named later it's a boat it doesn't matter what if they were okay i don't know the rest of the season but what if they they're slowly but surely working on this boat together and when it's done then he has the name and by then josephine no he still names it true love but by then they've actually like built a relationship whereas now it's like this is very sudden he ordered the sign while he was still dating Andy. How do you know that? Because boat signs take years to come in. What the fuck? Years? <laughs> yeah. As as a boat sign enthusiast yourself, you yeah. obviously know this. Or, yeah, months. It took, like, months for this boat I sign to get I love how you just he make up it. your own reality on the show. He ordered it in June. <laughs> he ordered it in June when they were still, oh like, God. dating. And the boat was supposed to be, like, his and Andy's mm. thing. But now Andy is, like, too busy, like, buzzing around Principal the Green. the fan fiction that you have come up with in your own mind for this. <laughs> it's beautiful. Truly. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, true love is it's not a cute first. Scene. It's a cute scene. He said it was schmaltzy. It is fucking schmaltzy. He knows. At least he said it. Schmaltzy. Yeah. So, yeah, now we're back to uh, more fucking football talk. Uh, Mitch 
like so they're sitting at the at the edge of the football field having this conversation and Mitch said that when Dawson was born he bawled like a baby he says he thinks he cried for 24 hours straight raising a son is a manner of faith and um doesn't seem very helpful no. for a new mother <sighs> this is the beginning of the end for Gail and Mitch <laughs> she's like I just gave birth and I'm exhausted and you are crying on yeah. our son um mitch says that he realized that um his job as a father isn't to give you the whole picture but to try and help every now and then with a piece of the puzzle and dawson says you've helped me dad uh and yeah it's it's basically like it's like your future your expectations they belong to you don't let anyone stand in your way not even me um and dawson says you know he pushed him to be on his own be his own person and think for himself and mitch is like oh let's go like watch close encounters or whatever the hell and dawson wants to play fucking catch because apparently this is the fucking time that he's going to play sports. Um, and then we see um, the home video again of Dawson playing catch with Mitch. And we see Joey watching her and Dawson swing. And of course she smiles. They're blowing bubbles. But Joey kind of looks like like a little sad as she's watching this. Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah. what do you think this means? Because we just saw, think, we just talked <sighs> about the whole Joey and PC yeah. of it all. But now we see her like getting upset watching old videos of her and Dawson together. So what do you think this means? Okay. I think it goes back to what I was saying before. Home videos, especially when you're watching and it's something that you lost. So specifically, I'm going to talk about my experience digitizing my baby videos mm-hmm. um, that I did in the last year and a half. I digitized my baby videos and I watched them and I I wanted to do this because I mean baby videos are cute, mm-hmm. you know. But I was watching it and I was watching all these family members, my dad, my grandparents that are no longer with me and even though I had it was a it was a it wasn't like a sad moment, it was like my birthday parties yeah. or like a holiday and even though it was like cutesy it made me sad because it reminded me of what I no longer have yeah so it's like you know I'm watching this and it's supposed to be cute and it's supposed to make me smile but in reality it made me cry because it reminded me like oh I don't have this moment with my dad anymore or like I don't have I can't spend the holidays with my grandparents anymore so I think that this is what Joey's feeling I think that she's watching this they're cutesy videos but it really reminds her of what she doesn't have anymore and that's Dawson as a friend and Dawson as a person in her life and someone that she can rely on in her life so it represents like not only things that she had but everything that she lost I think that's like a perfect perfect interpretation of it I feel like that makes sense that like it's not it could it doesn't have to be that she misses Dawson the boyfriend it could be as simple as she misses her friendship with Dawson because yep that's a person it's not just that they like they dated for such a small amount of time when you look at their overall relationship as a whole together they were friends for the majority and not just friends but like best best friends and they've seen each other through such rough periods in both of their lives and so to now not have that person I think totally makes sense why she would be watching the videos with fondness but also with like a little bit of sadness of like man like I wish we could I wish we could go back to that place where before things got so complicated right exactly exactly yeah um, but I, 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 once again, I, I liked the baby videos probably because of the scene with Joey, how much I can relate to it. Um, 
you know, like Joey's like always my girl. Like I always find myself like relating to her yeah. in 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 a lot of ways that are very deep. So I liked the video, the home video aspect. Um, I understand how it's not realistic. Like what are the odds that they would be taping the meeting of Dawson and Joey? I think it is like a little it's, silly. It is silly. That's my main gripe with it. Like, it, yes, it's very cute, but like it, it also is very silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so the uh, the next episode title is yeah. Indian Summer. So from my understanding, like we are currently in that time where it's, it's still like warm. transitioning. Yeah. yeah, it's transitioning into fall, but it's still like warm out right. and like it's like fall, like warm hues. Yes. So maybe this means like it's a passing of time. Like we've skipped forward a few weeks and the summer's ending and we're getting to the colder months. And that means summer fun is ending, whether it be, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a relationship that was tumultuous, tumultuous in a small, in, in a time or a summer job where you have to gas up boats that are no longer going to be. On a creek. Yeah. I don't know. Will we see Eve this episode? Because we didn't see her I think this, so. this episode. We just watched. I think we're going to see Eve come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Um, shall we get into the feedback before the fashion hour? Yeah, we got we got we got a lot of feedback. I'm very excited. We have so which much is feedback. very very exciting. So let's start off with um one of our faves, Dirtbag Kelly. Uh, Dirtbag Kelly helps me all the time because he says that this was released October twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, thank you very much. So they just happened to find Gung Dawson and Joey on this tape. Okay, um, he explains. Yeah, he thinks it's stupid too. He explains that Doug Flutie is a a Boston College quarterback who threw a famous Hail Mary for that school. I know him because he's a Hall of Fame CFL quarterback, finished his career in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Very interesting. I thought it was like a fake person. I did not realize this was a real real person. person. All right, then. Real person. Yes. Um he doesn't like where the direction's going with Andy. He's wondering what we're even doing. Yep. Um, do we like that Pacey calls Joey Josephine? Personally, yes. As a person that had met a friend who went by a shortened name such as Jessica and reinvented her and named her Jessica, um, I like it. Didn't I do that? No. Okay, before I hear around, how many people called you Jessica? Um, I mean, usually people who don't really know me very well because they don't know if I allow Jess is what I would say. So not many people. I guess not. I mean, I don't keep track. I don't particularly care one way or the other. Both are fine. I'm, 
Okay. Both are versions of my name. It's fine. The the point is, is that we developed a closeness, and I decided <laughs> I that your name was closeness <laughs> was Jessica to me, and I feel as though like not a lot of people call you this Jessica. This is fair. This is fair. So I like it. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. As long, in my opinion, as long as Joey is okay with it, I'm okay with it. Because you should only call people by names that they want to be called, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It should be everybody's opinion. Um, so as long as... I never asked you, did I? I don't care. I just said I don't care. <laughs> okay. But either way, um, no. I think that I, I like it. I think it's fine. As long as Joey's good with it, I am good with it as well. I think it's cute. It's a cute little touch. I wonder if is yeah. Pacey just Pacey? What is it? What is what would his full name be? Pastefer. P dog. P dog. Maybe yeah. like Pastefer. No, better. his full his full name is Pacey. I know, but like I was trying to make up like what it could be, right? Like if Pacey Pace. wasn't like a, if Pacey was short for something. Peter. Peter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Also, um, just. From last week, I assume Jack was doing the shuttle drill for ball security, like so he doesn't fumble in the game. Also, the Henry, the quarterback, wouldn't probably not do these types of drills. Oh, everybody so, knows about yeah. football but me. Yeah. Okay. But we still don't know what the yeah. pool noodle was. <laughs> we, yeah, if anyone knows what the pool noodle is. Also, um, Dirtbag Kelly also says that he's enjoyed our Robin Williams month, but he wishes that Jack won. I'm sorry. Listen, we there's nothing saying we can't do another Robin Williams month. So, like, I feel like we've heard this about Flubber, about Jack. Like, it's in our minds for the future at some point. So don't be too disappointed. Yes. It's, it's always possible we can yeah. cover it. Like, the 90s are a time period. <laughs> you could go back. We, yeah, we can we can you can always come back. Mm-hmm. Um we have an email from Rose. Um I recently just dis- and this is the title is Thoughts on Andy and Pacey. Okay. Our our hot topic. I recently discovered your podcast and I have to say it was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. There's been some talk about Andy's character and the relationships on the show, and I would love to give my input. Thank you, Rose. I really am appreciating Sarah's perspective on all the relationships, particularly in regards to Pandy and PJ. Um, when I first watched Dawson's Creek, I shipped Pacey and Joey. However, once I saw the relationship played out, I jumped off the ship. I hope that you had a life preserver with you, Rose. I, too, hate the way Andy and Pacey were resolved. The writers were definitely going, doing everything in their power to make us dislike Andy. They did it in... The order to A, change our perception from a lovable girl we were introduced to, to B, give us doubts that Pandy was over, to C, build sympathy for Pacey so that we would not hate him for pursuing Joey. There's um, a few other crappy things that the writers did to pave the way for PJ to make it more appealing. Another thing to keep in mind, PJ's dynamic is extremely similar to Pandy's dynamic. Some might say it's a (gasps) ripoff. I will have more to say about all the aforementioned things later down the line. Oh, Rose, thank you so much for that email. Yeah, as the season develops, I want to do like a comparative, like deep dive. What's the differences between a Pandy relationship and a Jossie relationship? Who's ultimately really a better match? And is it a direct copy? There are similarities. I think we could even point out at this point, right? Like the bickering and the teasing is certainly there. 
one being yes. studious, one being not so studious. Yes, there. but like, but Pam, like Joey and Pacey also had that going for them before Andy. Pre Andy, yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair to say. I think we need to see more before we can truly put, you know, give our input. But on that. yeah, I I would like to, but like, I like to be able to forward. put a pin in it and like come back to that. Yeah. So thank you, Rose. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm very, very also curious. Also, welcome. And I think, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Um, we have a few thoughts from Stefan. Number one, am I the only one who thought for a while that maybe Eve was just a figment of Dawson's imagination? You thought that too. I, I did. I actually did. I was like, hmm. Like, I felt like, especially like the first episode, I was like, is this, is this like all in his head? Yeah. Is it a dream? Um, it feels like she's very like ethereal and the like voice. she pops in and out. Yeah. And I feel as though sometimes like she is unearthly and not just because she's a demon on this earth. Um, but yeah. Um, hey, ladies, apparently James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson did not get along during the season. And Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes had broken up. So which is more melodramatic, the show or the making of the show? Now, so can we can we confirm this? So when did Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes start dating? I'm Googling it and right now. When do they break up? And isn't it if it is so that they by the time that the show got them together, they had already broken up in real life. Is that not the weirdest thing in the galaxy? So they dated from 1998 to 1999. Okay, so like we're literally in 1999 right now. So they probably sometime this season they broke up, but that's when they're just starting to kick everything into gear. So I think that's very crazy. Um, And I wonder what the deal is between James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson, like why they were not getting along. Maybe that's the reason why. I wonder if they both were like, I want to be the star of the show. No, I want to. I've heard it's Pacey's Pond now. No, it's Dawson's Creek. I'm the head guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm James Vanderbeek. I have three last names. <laughs> I'm a three-namer, um, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I would love to know more details about, like, outside the show, if mm-hmm. I could know them. But, um, I mean, there seems to be a lot of drama on set. And to have, like, a relationship on the show start just when it's ending in real life seems very yeah, awkward spicy 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 yeah um my school didn't have a cheerleading auction but it did have a junior auction uh jessica have you ever been auctioned no off? no and i don't think this would be allowed <laughs> nowadays because this is like fucking disgusting oh, i can't gosh. get over this it's fucking gross mm-hmm. yeah why are we buying women why are we buying women i don't know i don't know Man. um uh, Dawson had the moral high ground with Mitch, but then he was all about himself and lost it. Yeah, that's like literally what Dawson Leary does. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. And then officially, yes, let's make let's make this official. Who would be the head of the mule? Who would be the rear? Uh, I get motion sickness. You you really want to be the head? Of course I would. I get motion sickness. Okay, but like then you have to make like head movements. Are you prepared to do that? Of course I I am a leader, bitch. Okay? This is a Leo. She lives for the attention of the head mule. But also, okay, I think that makes sense because if I was the head and you were the back, our mule would be a hunchback considering our height difference. (laughs) 
also very true. It'd be like, man, that fucking mule's ass is pretty like in charge. <laughs> so I feel like I would need to be the rear. Yeah, but it's fair. I don't know. I I I I don't want it. Um, so thank you, Stefan, for that. Um, so we have an, an email for from Andrea, and I it says, um, not for Sarah's eyes. So I'm assuming I can't press on this one. Oh yes, yes, yes. Hold on, let me. Uh, okay, so yes, not for Sarah's eyes. So Andrea wrote to us and says. Hi, ladies. This podcast has been my most favorite thing ever to listen to ever. So first and foremost, thank you for reigniting my love of reigniting my love affair with the show. Thank you so much, Andrea. That's really kind. Um, thank you. She says, I was a huge fan of the show during the original airing, and I love catching reruns on TBS. Um, now, during this rewatch, I have a lot of feelings and observations, and I need to chat with you two about it. So one of these things, Andrea, I'm going to save and speak about later when we get to that point. Um, but these are just some fun, like, flashback moments that I thought it would be fun to talk about um, that she brings up. So she has two mental notes she wants to share. She says, Joey singing on my own in the beauty pageant back in season one. Um, she says, I think we can all agree it was super cringy. And quite frankly, I was embarrassed for her. But I think she had she had to shit the bed a little bit. Um, <laughs> with the performance, otherwise it wouldn't track that she didn't win first place. Yeah, we um we we had such a good time going over that episode. <laughs> That's one of our favorite episodes, I think, of the show in general. But also, it was a, such a fun podcast as well. And I remember asking you, like, am I supposed to think that Joey's good? And yeah. I was like very nervous. Because I thought I you were going to say it. she was good. And I was like, she was so bad. <laughs> yeah. And I was like going into it. Like, am I going to make like people upset by saying that she fucking sucks yeah. at singing? Yeah. That was fun. If you haven't listened to that, you can. I mean, you can listen yeah, back it at was, any, it was any time. Um, and then she has another another uh, quick thing. When the Creek Creeps are studying in the all nighter. Uh, Deanna tells Dawson that on Joey's purity test score, she uh, dots her eyes with smiley faces. And I'm sorry, but no, I can't think of anything less on brand for Joey. And I just don't know why the writers even made that choice. Am I wrong here? No, I think you're spot on. No. Andy, we could say she's she's dark dotting with the smileys or hearts. Yeah, Joey does not. Joey doesn't even know how to smile. <laughs> Like, how is she's, she going she to... She has, like, the RBF, and she's faces. the one who, like, guys come up to her, and they're like, can you just smile for me? That's Joey. Don't do that also. Oh, don't. Yeah, don't tell me to smile. Um, and then she also says, she says, anyway, I'm sure I have more feelings to unpack with you guys, but I can't think of them all at the moment. Thanks again for keeping me company all day. Love the pod. Love the bonus episodes. May I nominate 90s horror movies as an October theme? I know mm. what you did last summer, Scream, Urban Legends, Final Destination. I mean, I hate scary movies, but for some reason in the 90s, I tortured myself with all of these, even though I begged my dad to let me leave the theater when we saw Hocus Pocus and I was 10. What? That was embarrassing. Oh <laughs> okay. Okay. So I would love to cover those types of movies just because a little bit of a I think whim. next year is what we'll aim for, because maybe by then I'll have grown some stones and we can watch at least one scary movie during October. Um, but we do already have this month's planned. And unfortunately, I am going on vacation. So it's going to be like too much to do more than just the two bonus pods that we already have. So we're doing guests. Yeah. So if you don't know, we're doing Halloween Town 2. Mm -hmm. We did Halloween Town last year. That's scary and in a whole doing, different way. 
<laughs> and then we're doing interview with a vampire, which I don't know if that's scary. Or I don't not. know either. I guess we're gonna find out. Because yeah. um, we we neither of us have seen yes. it. Also, and, <laughs> Andrea does say I'm also casting a vote for Felicity. So that's another one in the column for Felicity. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, so it is to be written, so it shall be yes. done. So thank you so much, Andrea, and welcome, welcome. Also, we still haven't. Are, are they noodles? Are our listeners noodles? <laughs> what are we to say? Somebody, they, I mean, they were like uh, talking about it. Maybe uh, the new somebody can weigh in on whether they like shitheads or noodles. <laughs> Well, somebody called us a shit noodle. Oh, that sounds gross. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you have some like irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, thank you, well, Andrea. I can't wait to talk through some of the other stuff you had in your email once we get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll put up, put that one up on the poll. <laughs> shit noodles. Um, we have an email from Kimmy. Yes, Kimmy. Um, okay. Hi, ladies. To start, the headline is clearly that um, Sarah is slowly coming over to Team Jossie. Okay. So because, because, because I tweeted, I tweeted um, when I tweeted the picture of Pacey with the true love sign. And the tweet was when you're on episode four of Dawson's Creek and you start drinking the Jossie juice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Um, I, I will not confirm nor deny that I am drinking Jossie <laughs> will not juice. Nor deny. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we do a poll of which episode we think she'll fully convert, or will it sway her opinion? Ooh, I'm fun. sorry, Linda, but even you have to be bending after their last <gasps> scene together. It was so freaking. I love how our listeners are talking to each other through the yes. emails. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Kimmy, I don't think Linda is uh, going on Linda's the, not going to be drinking. Sweet. Yeah, Linda will never drink the Jossie juice. She is full into She's, the pandy she, punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, pandy yeah. Punch. So, pandy punch. Uh, podcast feedback. The fact that Dawson cascading bangs Leary is catching on might be the greatest accomplishment this month. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it. It is catching on. Um, the opposite of digmatized is clearly pussy whiffed. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. And listening to you guys talk about football is truly one of life's great <laughs> joys. Your next podcast should be narrating football from your perspective. It's pure gold. Just your explanation of the three ways to move a football brought me to tears. Never change. Yeah, there's. Th- I don't know if I should be ways. offended or. <laughs> there's, according to you, there's only three there ways are. to move the football. You're the quarterback, and you're throwing it, Jessica. I'm sure there's billions of no, ways. No, to move a football <laughs> in a game. <laughs> there's. Maybe I'm four. sure there's billions. No, there's, there's the running back. There's the Jessica, wide receiver. The quarterback can run with it or pass it, and that's it. That's literally Jessica. it. Jessica, there's billions of plays out there. There are but all of them involve those same trillions people. and dozens of combinations with different hand symbols Listen, and signs. You tell me then, because you're supposed to be the football expert over there. Roll Tide. You tell me all about it then. <laughs> I don't know anything. Exactly. <laughs> you all just like I to know... you just like to throw up your gifts of detergents rolling across the screen. <laughs> be done with it you're like this is my football knowledge detergent 
Um, yeah, yeah. This is um, accurate. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I learned the the thing is I learned what a first down was like Sarah, 2 years ago. Sarah. 2 years ago. Oh my god. I didn't know. How have you been What are you doing when you're watching these games cuz you're like Roll Tide Alabama whatever the hell. Are you actually watching the games? Like what are you doing when the games are happening? Like I watch but You don't but know what's I going on? <laughs> No, I like look at the like I look at the guys pictures when they come up and, that's and I'm it. like, oh, he's really cute, but he's 21. So I shouldn't look. I, I mean, yeah. what do you do when you watch football? I games? Don't you don't look at the guys football games. When I was at the Yankee game the other week, every single time a guy would come up, I would check to see if he's married instead of paying attention to the game. I mean, I don't know what to say to that because I don't watch sports. I don't know. I mean, you're asking me what I'm doing. I'm telling okay. you. Um, home movies feedback. Sorry, Kimmy. I don't mean to interrupt you. I mean, your feedback is literally art. So it I don't mean really to... is like they're Virgo shit all up in her yeah. chart here because it's yeah. so organized. Yeah. Okay. okay, let me just read I'm sorry. it, Jess. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Mitch and Missing Mom Gail move behind Mr. Pot dot 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 er and dead mom in this episode for shittiest parents why in the world is he yelling at dawson for his hard-hitting story exposing bigotry and homophobia and high school football um because mitch just cares about himself Mm -hmm. because dawson just cares about himself because they're father and son and they both suck yeah no and gail obviously just cares about we haven't where the fuck is is gail it's been four episodes is she on the show anymore I don't know. <laughs> How about stop blaming poor Dawson and come up with a game plan that doesn't include throwing the ball to Jack every single yes. time? Actually, that does make it very obvious because everyone, they're going to, I don't know, apparently there's strategy meetings. So everyone's going to know like what yeah. your strategy is. And you watch the tapes. Dude, that's why they film the football tapes so that you can spy on the other team. If everybody is on Jack, uh, I don't know. Use your fucking running back, bro. I. Uh, the running back v- runs to the back, so yeah. <laughs> Mitch coaches like he has the same knowledge of football. Sorry, it just does. Oh, <laughs> uh, I take that back. Sorry, you two, you two don't deserve that. Mitch is not as entertaining as you guys. <laughs> I mean, what else would the running back he do? He does run. He, he runs, runs back. it to the touchdown area. To the back. I mean, not to the back. Of- He's in back and he runs. That's probably why it's called a running back. Because there's also okay. like a something or other back touchback. Oh wait, hold on. It was in the. It was in one of the feedback. <laughs> touchback. Yeah. No. Point. Touch point. Yeah. No. Uh, flat back. No, not. Why would it be a flat back? <laughs> That's flat. a wing. <laughs> That's literally a chicken oh. wing. <laughs> they are gonna get so murdered. <laughs> Turn this off. They're like, who gave these women microphones? I don't know okay. sports. We yeah. signed up to Full talk back. Dawson. Half Full back. back. Quarterback. Half back. Why is there is there a court? Oh, there is a quarterback. <laughs> Number two. I apologize to the PSAT storyline. This little giant's ass storyline takes the cake for dumb AF yes. storylines. Turns out General Sun oh, Tzu. That's the name. Oh, thank you. Not Shih Tzu. Yes. No, makeup and turpentine won't make the other team slower, weaker, or Mitch a better coach. Principal Green used the words irrelevant, 
irreverent and inimaginative for this game plan looked up irreverent it means showing lack of respect for people or things that are generally taken seriously principal green is 100 percent correct this storyline has no respect for us as humans um fun observations number one seven-year-old joey's overalls are the same overalls that um they make andy wear in this episode <laughs> in episode three poor andy <laughs> Um, number two, the principal does everything, teaches PSCT prep courses, drives Ubers, and is a botanist because he recognized Poison Oak. Principal Green is the best. So excited DC brought back black people. Speaking of, where the F is Bodie? We don't know. I wish we could tell you we're aghast. Like, the we fact that where is Bodie? still not here. I mean, Bessie is a single mother at this point. Yeah, and nobody talks about that. Um, the charity Jen whores herself for is called Capeside County Home for Parentless Children. All the creek creeps could live here because their parents are terrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, you two in the podcast are awesome. Next episode is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Yes, I Thank can't Thank you wait. so much, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimmy. Uh, so that's our feedback for oh. today. Thank you to our fabulous um, noodles, um, shitheads, whatever you'd like <laughs> you to be. I'm sorry that we're so, so dumb <laughs> about football. I'm not sorry. I think it's amazing. And the funny thing is, is that we did all of this for baseball. Back oh, in our early Boonies Rush episodes. It was like, I signed up to talk about teen drama, not to talk about football. And now we're expected yeah. to just know things. And if you think that my knowledge on football is pitiful, I don't even know anything about basketball. So if I had to talk about basketball. Well, we're obviously I'd not going to be um, watching One Tree Hill Bud. Or We're not watching Oh, Air the Bud. basketball. Yeah, we'll watch the basketball twins. <sighs> They're not twins. Anyway, on to the fashion hour. Fashion of the hour. We're going to start with our Rachel Green Award, which is the most 90s outfit. We're starting with Joey's outfit when they're like trying on the mule costume. She is wearing, the reason I picked this is because she is wearing these like low rise carpenter pants. They're super, super baggy on her very slender frame. Um, she is wearing a maroon tank top with a white stripe that is horizontal across the chest. And her hair is like in a half up, half down. It could be a claw clip, but I could not tell. Sarah, what do you think of this outfit? Oh, she looks so cute. I love it. I love this little it, she looks like um a, a sporty a sporty spice. Like so cute this little like tank top. This this I like this maroon color. Mm -hmm. I like her hair half up, half down and a clip. These pants are pretty cool. She looks like a cool girl. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 a cute. I like the color on her too. I mean, I feel like every time anybody wears red, I'm like, I love this color on them, but I really do. Um, moving on to Jennifer. This is her when she gets crowned homecoming queen. This is her outfit before she gets the, you know, the, what is it? It's not a sash. What is it? Coat? Cloak? Yeah, it's a, a, a sash. It was like a cloak. Oh, oh, a cape. Cape, sure. A cape side cape. Um, this is, yeah. So anyway, this is her outfit before that. She's wearing black pants, black shoes, and a very odd shirt. It looks like it's all in one it's not layered though it looks like it could be it's like a white top 
on top of that is like a black button down like mesh see-through mm. thingy jig and yeah like the thing is is they don't size it correctly because the poor girl I understand what it's like to have a big chest and she's getting like some real keyhole situations happening. Oh, I see that. She needs some fashion tape. Yes. And her hair oh. is looking better and better every episode. It looks very like yeah. weavy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Somebody said um, that this is their favorite mm-hmm. era of gen hair. I like this gen hair. Yeah. Um, gen hair is great. She looks like she's. Like one tie away from looking like Avril Lavigne, actually. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, she looks very, very cool. Like, love the mesh. It is ill-fitting. And yeah. I would like her to be able to size up in that top so that she can be a little more comfy. Yeah. Um, but she's a cool girl. And she's off the turtlenecks, which is sad I know. For me, no more mock but- turtlenecks for you. Nope. Um, last up, we have Andy at the football game. She's wearing, girl, I definitely owned these Skechers. Um, they're like blue and gray. She has like white ankle socks. She has a floral blue. Blue is like Andy's color. I feel like we've seen her in a lot yeah, of blue. Andy always gets baby blue. Yeah. Um, she's wearing a floral mini skirt and a blue, like lightly baby blue hoodie. Um, but it has some type of like patch on kind of like the chest pocket area if that makes sense um and she's wearing a headband her hair looks much better now that it's not like in pigtails um yeah I like her hair I liked her hair this episode thank you I think obviously we could still do without the bangs obviously maybe it's growing out so maybe that's why it's growing out a little bit but she does have a like a metal headband that had like little blue flowers on it so everything is very blue for Andy yeah, definitely an improvement. She's out of the overalls. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that. She's looking more like a teenager. I'm a teenager. And less like a teenager that just stole clothes off of her like little sister's like closet. Um, the sketchers are very nineties. Uh, it's definitely an improvement, but not my winner. I feel like it's not quite to the level where I want Andy to be in her fashion. So I'm going to give this one to Miss Joey Potter. I like this look from her. I do too. Um, Alrighty. Up next is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. First outfit is a very obvious pick here. This is Joey when her and Pacey are walking down the road and they're going to hitchhike and all that nonsense. She's wearing... Um, kind of like straight leg denim, like kind of like a dark wash jean. She has what could be like a type of converse type of shoe and then a three quarter length, a light blue long sleeve tee. And of course, she has her very familiar red bag tossed over one shoulder. Joey, you better put that on your other shoulder or you're going to get back problems. Sarah, what do you think of this outfit? The scoliosis. The scoliosis of it all scoliosis check is the worst day Ugh, of school every time ever. yep yeah um yeah like i mean it's a very simplistic outfit this is like kind of par for the course for a typical joey outfit when she's not borrowing dawson's old clothes mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine i mean it is timeless like people could wear this now yeah but 
does it excite me? I don't think no, so. No, there wasn't a lot to choose from in the way of timeless outfits this episode, I thought. Not, I'm not blaming no, you. No, it's fine. No. I'm just saying there wasn't. I was like scraping the bottom of the barrel here, um, including this next outfit from Dawson. This is when he's having the conversation on the football field with his dad after the game. He's wearing a dark wash denim jean. Very, very baggy. Um, what looked to be like brown kind of worker boots. He has a white t-shirt and on top of that, he has a super baggy like plaid button down that's opened up and of course cascading bangs as always i like it i think he looks cute he's like handsome i don't know he has a good smile is the point yeah yeah i think yeah maybe it's the smile smile. it's dazzling you i as much as i'm gonna love watching his stupid lips quiver in pain and agony (laughs) i do like it when james vanderbeek yeah he's a handsome guy he's a handsome guy i mean i wish I wish his hair was darker, but okay. I'll give it to uh, Dawson um, because uh, because I like it. Okay. I don't know. I don't blame you. I think it's a decent one. It's decent. So congratulations to the people that were in the home movie this episode, Dawson and Joey. Um, congratulations on your fashion wins. This was so much fun. I can't wait for next episode. But uh, let's see. You are all listening to this. Um, Nope. It's two weeks. I'm so <laughs> lost. I'm leaving it in because I'm an idiot. I did it. Okay. I will never remember. Okay. On- it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Next week. Normal Episode. On the 11th, you're going to have a regular episode. We'll be covering episode five. Yes. On the 18th, we're going to have a surprise for you. It's not that exciting. Don't get excited, but it's not our regular <laughs> not content because Jessica is on vacation. Um, we just like to prepare and- people well in advance because so, we don't like to disappoint people. So you're prepared. Yeah. 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 So anyway, what do we have on docket? Let's see. It is October. It is it, officially when you're listening to this. It is October. And we've already mentioned previously in the podcast, Halloween Town 2, Interview with a Vampire. Those are the two bonus podcasts of the month. As always, we're covering Boy Meets World. Also, we are recording on International Podcast Day. So, yay. Um, congratulations to us. International Podcast Day. <laughs> it's not our anniversary, Jessica. <laughs> we're supposed to be wishing others oh, a happy Oh, okay. Podcast happy day. podcast day to all the podcasts we love and appreciate and that follow mm-hmm. us and that we have podcasters on and that have us on and all of those yes. things. Thank you. Thank, happy, happy to all. Yes. Um, and let's see. What else, Sarah? There's so much. <laughs> okay. So Halloween over. Town later this month. Interview with the Vampire. Of course, we have Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek Weekly. Um, you can contact us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can go on our website, www.shit90spod.com, shit90spod at gmail.com if you want to send an email to us. Um, and then five-star review if you are so kind and yes. nice. I would appreciate it. And then aside from that, um, you can tweet at me um, about football oh, no. if you'd like. I promise. Please don't tweet at me about football. <laughs> um, I promise I will share all of my information that I know so that everyone can be as knowledgeable as me. Roll Tide. Um, and that is at the Jess Sterling um, at Twitter and Instagram. So... <laughs> Uh, Jessica, what's up with you? Yes, community building as always. Go check that out. We're in season two. That's over at Post Show Recaps. 
Um, also coming up, I think I did mention this. I might have mentioned it on the Boy Meets World podcast, though. Coming soon, if you are not into the hit HBO dramedy succession, well, you better get into it because Josh Wiggler, myself, and Grace Leader are going to be covering it over on Post Show Recaps. The season three comes out, I think, October 17th or 18th, something like that. Um, so we're going to have a few preseason podcasts out. So go check that out at Post Show Recaps. Also, huge, huge, huge Post Show Recaps Patreon is hitting its one year anniversary, October 1st. Um, You've probably heard me talk all about this because I am a huge, huge uh, proponent of being involved in the Post Show Recaps Patreon program. Um, I've met a ton of friends there. It's a really great community. So if you'd like to support uh, postshowrecaps.com slash slash patron or slash patreon either one works um go do it because it's a great community to be a part of i'm in there literally all the time you can find me there we can chat we can hang it'll be fun um so if that's something that interests you certainly give that a shot um but i think that is all we have so until we're going to talk about next week so it's probably going to be a mess of an episode uh have fun everybody we will talk to you all next time just shit 90 shows taught me Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.